Hey, this is Of Earth, a culinary plant medicine podcast, and I'm your host, Chris Sage from The Herbal Chef. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Of Earth. We have a very special two guests today and our very first Zoom podcast with Chef Sean McDonald and Chef Reese McIsaac. I am extremely excited to bring them on for a multitude of reasons, um, pioneering the Toronto food scene in a whole new way as a very young chef. Both of these guys are rock stars, and I really hope that you enjoy the content. You know, there's a couple things that I want to get into, but really, I would love for each of you guys to just give a quick rundown to our audience of who you are, what you've created and, and really what you're doing now. Obviously, you know, sans COVID, let's pretend for a second COVID doesn't exist. What were your intentions for this year and, and explain a little bit about yourselves? Uh, so I am uh, Sean McDonald. I'm a chef in Toronto. Uh, I own a restaurant I just opened up before COVID called East EST. Uh, we, before COVID, were a tasting menu concept, like uh, two different uh, 11 to 12 course tasting menus. Uh, one was vegan, one was traditional with me. Um, right before COVID, we started to branch into like very intense Canadian cuisine. So we had like uh, a course for each province in Canada. Um, so it turned out to be, you know, quite an extensive tasting menu. And then everything was inspired from that kind of region and that province in Canada. Um, uh, and then, you know, we were just trying to push the boundaries of food and try to come up with different ways to kind of represent Canadian cuisine, which is like kind of a very, you know, it's not touched on that much with food because people don't really know that much about it. And also, you know, it's harsh winters here, so there's not a whole lot that grows during the winter. So like a lot of the stuff, you know, we have to fly in from different places. So we were trying to do a menu that was very refined, but also use food um, that was strictly from Canada and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my name is Reese. Um, I'm the sous chef at uh, East in Toronto. You say like a different restaurant. <laughs> yeah. I actually had to get a new job <laughs> in, since we last spoke. Um, <laughs> no, I'm the sous chef at East Restaurant in Toronto. Uh, I moved here uh, for this restaurant. Uh, I was previously in Australia, um, Newfoundland before that. And then Calgary, where we're both from. Where we worked together back in the yeah. day when we were young children. Yeah. You know, just a couple of tykes playing with knives, you know, basically. Super, um, super dangerous. But we uh, that's where we met and kind of kept in contact over the years. And, you know, when I had the opportunity to come work with uh, and for Sean, I uh, jumped at it. Threw his, he threw himself at that opportunity. Yeah, he got deported from Australia and didn't really have any other options. And I was like, hey, man, yeah. like, <laughs> I was broke. Yeah, do you want to come? I will give you shelter, desperate. And, shelter and food. <laughs> no money. No, yeah. no pay. No pay. Yeah. But, yeah. Classic. Uh, so we started working together. And then, yeah, we're both from Calgary. I worked some other places, too. I did some, some competitions and whatnot. Um, around the world and then uh, kind of represent Canada in one of them. Uh, and then, you know, with the whole COVID. Which competition was that, that you represent in Canada? Uh, San Pellegrino Young Chef. So I was uh, right. 24. Didn't you end up winning? I went for Canada. So I was like the best, like I, I beat, I beat out 10 other Canadian scores. Oh, Canucks, eh? Yeah, yeah, right on. 
And then, um, yeah, went to went to Milan for the Worlds for that, which was like a crazy experience. And then, then I just went from there, worked around. Learned it's incredible. I mean, for those of you guys that don't know um, Sean and Reese, uh, both very talented chefs, but Sean has uh, really done incredible work. His earlier dishes before moving on into more creative like outlets because of COVID um, were very meticulous. Everything is symmetrical. Everything has its place on the, on the plate. I had the opportunity to eat at East Restaurant uh, maybe, what, a month into your opening? I think the most telling part about their relationship and about East is the their capacity to have fun and to bring everybody in like, you know, they're part of the restaurant staff. And that is the coolest part to me. Hopefully we can dive in a little bit more on their uh, fans only page and their... Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> and their... Uh, yeah, you should have done a little bit more prep. You should have done a little bit more fans prep. Only. Yeah, before we started this company. Yeah, our only fans page. Almost yeah. got it. Almost got it. Thank you for mentioning that. It's actually doing very well. Yeah, we're thriving on that platform. So, kind of keeping us afloat. Yeah. Uh, I bet. Um, everyone's just kind of wondering what part of your body you're going to, um, you know. What you're going to see next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what color of your, of your hair is going to change next? What yeah. part? Actually, underneath this, let's just say the curtains don't match the drapes or whatever. Ooh. Or the carpet doesn't match the curtain. <laughs> that's, that's content we need, Reese. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so what's going on with Toronto right now? Like, how are you guys feeling? What's, what's the deal with the restaurant scene? Playing this to a friend. I was, like, I was like, I feel like right now in Toronto, the past few months, I'm like a girl who's dating like a fuck boy, you know, owning a restaurant. I'm like one second, my restaurant's open and I can like be making food and, you know, we're putting money in the bank. And then the next second, the government or whoever is just like, no, restaurants can't be open. And then it's just like, all right. So then you're just like ghosted, you know, you're ghosted. You're like, I thought we were falling in love. I thought, you know, we have this real connection and then it's just like, no. And then it's like, you know, then you go around and like people who are doing takeout are like thriving and you're like, oh, so you're with, you're with him now. Or you're with her now, you know, and then uh, so it's just like an emotional roller coaster. But yeah, we've opened and closed about like two times now. So we closed for the lock, the initial lockdown over COVID, and then um, we're back in March, summer. right? Yeah, then we were open for summer, which was amazing. We just completely we changed the concept, so it wasn't tasting menu anymore. It was like small plate sharing, uh, wine bar-y kind of cocktail-y, and it was like super fun. Like very, you know, we had a blast with people. Maybe a little bit too much fun. And then they recently just uh, told us that indoor dining is closed, but it's like freezing cold outside and they took our patio away from us. So we don't really have any option and, you know, we're not really a takeout restaurant. So we've closed the doors again, which, you know, we're very fortunate that we made a bunch of money during um, the summer months. But, you know, we're kind of just in limbo right now waiting. And apparently they're going to announce that there might be possible lockdown, second lockdown in a couple of days. Uh, so, yeah. We'll You'd find out about the announcement in a couple of days. Yeah, we find out. I think probably Friday. Today's Wednesday, Thursday, so tomorrow. Maybe. Yeah, so like the twentieth, twenty-first of November. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. So I mean, like you know, what's the economic stimulus package like? Is there anything that's helping restaurants right now, or is everybody? It's every man slash restaurant slash like, I mean, small business owner for themselves. The only restaurants that were open were the ones with patios. And on top of that, 
you had to have like heaters and stuff. So what the government did initially when we reopened after after March, after that initial lockdown, is they like closed off a lane in the street and we, we opened up a patio. So we, you know, we our patio was packed every night, very fortunately. Like I was like super crazy, like super stressed out. I was like very anxious. You know, I had a, like a, a panic attack right before opening up the restaurant again. Because uh, like I initially opened up a ref, my first restaurant like a year ago, was open for a few months doing tasting menu, but then was told, you know, the whole pandemic had to shut it down. I was stressed out. I invested this money into this restaurant. I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, what's what's with my career? And then reopened again. And like opening was like very sketchy. Like I was just like scared. I'm like, are people going to come to eat or like what's going to happen? We were very busy. You know, then they reopened indoor, but nobody really, everybody was staying outside still because they were a little hesitant. Then people started coming in more and more. And then they closed indoor. And then that's when it was cold. So the patio, they took that the patio away from us. Um, so yeah, so it's just been like, yeah, it's just been like hectic and I don't know what the next plan is. I don't know if they do open up restaurants, if they're, if, you know, if people are going to come to eat or if they're going to come want to be around people. So I'm curious then, you know, what, what do you think, like, if you guys keep opening up and closing and opening up and closing, like, what is that doing for your mental stability? Oh my God. Let's not even get into that. It's insane. <laughs> But it's like it's like re, it's like opening and closing a restaurant. It's like reopening a whole restaurant. That's what I was saying. I was like, this is going to be like opening my third restaurant in a year. But I only have one, so it's like you know, I wanted to do that. Those were my goals. I was like, by the time I'm 30, I want to have three restaurants. But 2020 was like, you're not going to do that. And I'm like, okay, all right. I'm going to just not focus on that. But yeah. we pretty much opened up. We're going to open up our third restaurant when we reopen because it's like we had to clean out everything, ferment shit, like whatever. Then we have to re, you know, it's just hectic. Yeah. But we should also mention how after the first lockdown, basically had to shift our, you know, the operations of the restaurant in order to, to I guess, possible. yeah, to adapt to to surroundings and stuff. And like there probably was some positives out of it, just like any any situations. There's positives and negatives. So basically, we went from like a a fine dining, 11 course tasting menu or 12 course or whatever it was to more casual small plates, like, which was like a lot more fun, probably like a, uh, a bit of like a mental break, I guess, from before, because it's like, you know, pretty stressful, um, long hours sort of, you know, um, as it is in the restaurant industry and then going into like a more casual laid back approach where it's like, uh, maybe less pretentious, I guess. Um, was 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 kind of a nice break, I think. It was, and it was fun. We like got yeah. back in touch with like why we got into food. You know, before you're doing tasting menus, meticulous. It's like the same thing every day. Yeah, and then um, you know we went into like let's cook whatever the hell we want to cook like every single day. Like we'll just change the menu whenever we want. Have fun. Yeah, yeah. So that was good, and then there was lots of lots of good feed, positive feedback as well from guests coming in and stuff like that, which helped us uh survive and more regulars you know because it's yeah. not tasting menu so they'd come like once or twice yeah. you know once or twice you know once a week instead of like coming like once every three months or four months or, like right, right. occasions a lot of the time stuff like that i mean that's something that really drew me to just what you guys were doing is you know obviously the respect for your guys's food is is there and what you guys create is is beautiful and there's a lot of attention to detail the flavors are balanced the textures are balanced with the dish like there's so much thought put into it but then when everyone's sitting here and you know half of us are out of work like 
just in general. And we don't really know what the future is. And then to see a spot that is bumping with, you know, people that have this charisma and like have this, you know, voice and have, are having fun, like genuinely just having fun and connecting with that. Um, I think a lot of us as chefs got, you know, really picked up what you guys were doing and gravitated towards it. And we just saw it as this really beautiful moment in, you know, the history of Toronto food scene where people were genuinely like having fun coming to the neighborhood spot and like getting good grub and getting good drink. Yeah. And I think that's a a lot of what we all wanted. The funny thing about that is either people really loved it or they, they hated it because they were like, well, I mean, like, think about it. I put myself in other people's shoes. Whenever I get hate or I get like stuff like that, I always like think about it on like from their perspective. So I always put myself in other people's shoes. And I'm like, okay, so say I got let go, I'm not working somewhere, or say my restaurant's dead, or say I'm super stressed out about my career-wise or whatever, and I see this restaurant that's like always posting pics that they're happy and it's like a party and people are having a good time and we're busy, like I'd I'd also be like, Well, frick, you know, like why isn't that happening to me? Or like stuff like that, you know? So like we thought of it. We didn't, we were just doing it just like to have fun. We were pretty much like celebrating every single day that we could reopen. You know, we're like, people are coming to eat. Let's freaking have fun. Let's celebrate, you know? And that's when we started to do the collaboration dinners with chefs because we were having chefs come and eat the food. And then they'd be like, yeah, we'd like, we'd have a chef friend come in to eat, right? And we'd be like cooking food. We'd send them out some dishes. Then we'd see a round of shots coming to the kitchen. And they're like, here, the guys bought you these shots. And we go do the shots with them. And then we're like, we'd just be doing that a bunch. And we're like, why don't we invite some of our chef friends into the restaurant? And we'll do collaboration dinners like every Sunday, you know, on the day that, you know, this, this street isn't as jam packed or whatnot. Um, and then we just started picking, like, it was just like first few collabs just sold out instantly. And we're like, okay, we have like something with this. This is really right. cool. We started doing these collaboration dinners and people were just like, we started to meet new chefs. We started making, like making yeah. new friendships. It was just amazing. We were having so much fun. And like, it was really cool to see. Cause I didn't think that we were like, I just thought we were like surviving. We were just like, let's work our asses off. And like, let's survive. Let's have fun while we're doing it. Let's enjoy ourselves. But then I kept getting like messages from people being like, you guys are killing it. You guys are like, whatever. And I didn't really think of it that way. You know, it's because like we went from a tasting menu thing where it's like, okay, tasting menu accolades show that you're killing it or like, you know, awards and yeah. shit like that. But then like this time, just us being busy, having fun, people were like, oh, like people were sending my friends messages being like, yo, your friend, friend Sean's like killing it. And we're like, I didn't think of it that way. So it was like weird to like, get people that say that but like we were just doing it just because like we love what we're doing we were cooking we were like meeting new people we're having a blast you know we were just yeah. living. we were super in the moment for the first time you know in a yeah, long yeah. Mm-hmm. wow i mean i think that is one of the few good things that has come out of this whole covid situation is it almost forces you to be more present and to oh, yeah. be I've, I've spent more time with my family than i have in the past i don't know 10, 12 years in my life. Yeah. Even longer. That's another Um, positive. Sorry. Um, Like when we had some time to reflect during that lockdown period, uh, it was like, it was, it kind of like, at least for me, it changed my perspective on like, what's really important, you know, like, uh, like having a more work-life balance and just like, you know, like you don't need to be working as much as we were in order to be happy. And it's probably counter counterintuitive, you know? Um, so yeah, so that was another positive and which is, I think is why. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think a lot of people like figured out like what they want with life in that time. Cause they really had a lot of time to self reflect. 
Yeah. And then we had time to like self-reflect on what we want out of the restaurant, what we want to make of this place. And like the funny thing is, is like we've, okay, so we, we were tasting menu, we closed, we reopened, we're a small plate snack bar, we closed again. And we're actually in the process of meeting and talking about, okay, what are we going to make this place like when we reopen? And we're actually thinking about changing it like even a little bit more so because we're thinking in the sense that, you know, there's opportunities for us to kind of pop out of this. And, you know, that's the thing. We could be open. We could be doing takeout, selling a few things here and there, you know, but instead I'd rather be closed and people will be like, oh, I missed that place. When it opens again, I'm going to go there. You know, I don't want that. I want there to be another buzz. It's like we're reopening a restaurant. It's like, oh, East is open again. So it's like a reopening. You get that buzz, you get that hype. We can like wait for that. So then we're going to shift, kind of pivot the way that we're going to do it again. Like we might change like, you know, the outfits or like maybe the style of food. Maybe it's like more kind of like tapas style. Like, I don't know. We're still in the process of like sitting down as a team and being like, what do we want? What would make us happy? What do you think people would want, you know, in this new changed up economic standpoint too as well because like it's going to be changed again you know yeah it's like you involuntarily took on the next uh business model where they go like every few months they just change the entire concept of the yeah which, which is, is like, fun but yeah. also it's a lot yeah. it's a lot yeah um i mean so right now like in in among your peers in toronto and in canada in general you know, what is the word around town? Like, how are these small businesses going to survive? Like, what is, what is the actual, like, yes, you guys are doing, you know, well, and you guys have something really special, but that's also due to the level of food that you guys cook and the atmosphere that you create. Let's say that someone isn't as lucky, um, or I should say, isn't, you know, hasn't found their, their niche. Um, what, what's going to happen? Are they, is it just expected that everyone's going to close and that's just going to be it? Or are there stimulus packages in the talks? Like how, how is There's some stuff? Like I've been laying low for the past couple of weeks and just kind of like, you know, figuring out, mental and, you know, trying to stay positive and just bettering myself since I have like this free time, like working on myself. Um, but that's why I haven't really talked, I haven't really talked with that many chef friends about it or whatnot or heard. And I also, I don't really like, you know, I'm not one of those people to like, talk about people in the industry like I we kind of just like stay in our own lane and focus on ourselves you know so we're not like calling people and be like oh what's happening with this or like I'm going to talk about this person like we don't do that we just like focus on our own on our own stuff and like not worry about anything else so we've been just focusing on that but I don't know like what people are saying um, I, I'm pretty sure every single restaurant's on new breeds right now which is crazy yeah. I mean, just, just, just to clarify, I'm not really talking about specific restaurants, but like to give you an example of yeah, what I'm no, talking about, I mean, like we just like don't hear that much stuff. Cause we don't really like, like, we don't like, we don't like, like that. It doesn't like right, right. get us off to like hear that somebody's doing good or bad. Like we just focus on our own stuff. Like if somebody's not doing so well, like I usually try to reach out and send them a message and be like, Hey, if we can help out in any way, like just let us know. Like we're here yeah. where we understand. Yeah. I've been doing that a bit over COVID for sure. Yeah. I mean, everyone's, you know, getting, getting real sick of it. Um, but the, uh, you know, in New York, they're just passed a $2.3 billion stimulus package for small restaurants and all that type of stuff. So that it's, it's allowing some restaurants to stay afloat. And I was wondering, you know, that's basically what I was wondering. Is there anything like that happening in Toronto? There, there is like, yeah, there's packages, I think like covering some rent, like some businesses grants and stuff like that. Yeah. There's wage subsidies. That's what we've been uh, on wage subsidy right now. So there, there, there are like certain things to, to keep businesses open, but also at the same time with like probably a lot of smaller restaurants that don't have um, like a lot of 
liquid, like don't have a lot of uh, actual cash to keep themselves afloat, then like the government money will take like some could take months to come to them, and that might be too late for a lot of places. Um, yeah, so I feel, but also I don't know. I feel like there seems to be like other smaller businesses that that do seem to be like okay. Like I mean, it almost like it almost like shifted at the start. It was like the bigger businesses were good, and then now it seems like some of the bigger businesses are not doing as good and the smaller businesses are thriving because it's like small neighborhood and you people yeah. like go to support. I think, yeah, even and some of the, yeah, some of the bigger businesses aren't, are struggling and crashing a bit harder just because there's so much involved in that, you know, and so much money that's been spent so much, you know, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. But it's almost like, yeah, it's, it's tough times for like everyone. And we, you know, we feel for everybody. And so tell me like, Tell me a bit about your daily routine to try and like, what do you, what do you do daily Reese? What do you do daily, Sean? Like how do you guys sort of step out of that like negativity and the bullshit and like step into, okay, what do I want out of life and how am I going to like, what are we doing next? How are we, how are we going forward? Uh, yeah, I guess, well, I mean, I guess it starts with yourself as well. It's important to like, you know, I've been trying to eat a little bit healthier and, uh stay oh, man. and stuff yeah. like that shredded ripped yeah like, under here yeah there um but i think that's important as well obviously like that's one thing that we learned with the lockdown and stuff or at least that i learned it's it's good to have sort of a you know obviously work life balance it's not all about you know thinking about work all the time um but at the same time i think but also i think they're like they if one is taken care of it helps the other like no matter what like if you're you know, if you feel good, your, your mind is thinking more clearly. It makes you, it probably increases your efficiency at work, stuff like that. Um, so it's been good to have time to like be productive at least a little with, um, different outlets. Like we're starting to do like cooking demos online and, and stuff like that, which is like kind of different and fun. Um, and then also like getting, like getting together and talking about the restaurant when we do open or like when we can open, um, like what can we, do to improve uh, ourselves like our happiness and uh, the guest experience and as well as well as like you know things like just managerial processes to make the restaurant more efficient stuff like that so I mean there's lots you can do at least with free time but yeah I guess stuff like that yeah I think like me personally both times that I've done that both lockdown kind of thing situations kind of put myself away like I don't go on Instagram as like I don't look at what's going on on Instagram I don't even touch that I'll like post shit myself but that's all that I really do um and then I'll like start working out as much as I can because I want to take advantage of the free time I eat really healthy and I just try to sit and think about you know I'm always like thinking about what I could do next or how I could better myself um in that sense but you know for the time being right now I'm like okay this is all out of my control there's no reason that I should sit here and like fret about it like and like be upset, but just try to like stimulate my brain in like different ways. So then I can like think of something that we could, that could possibly pop into my mind that could help us, but not put too much pressure that you're like sitting there and like thinking like, Oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? You know, like, but just like keeping an open mind to be like, okay, like letting ideas kind of flow and whatnot. So mm -hmm. just like take, you know, and like the, the big thing for me is like when I go into these things is I like cook so much. Like I'll cook like lunch, dinner. I'll just like, try different things. I'll go to the grocery store, get some stuff. And it's just kind of like testing, but you're just like eating yourself and you're just like, all right. Yeah. That's what happened the last time lockdown. I made a bunch of food at home and I was like, we should put this on the menu. And then 
we had, I had some menu ideas and just would like use them while we reopened and stuff like that. Yeah. What are you cooking at home right now, Reese? Uh, honestly, I've been trying to eat a little bit healthier. So I'm like trying to cut out, uh, sugar, trying to cut out refined sugar, gluten. So like, honestly, some of the meals are like kind of boring, but, uh, like last night I had some like lightly sauteed broccoli with ribeye, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, Perfect. Potatoes, just like kind of mixed together a little bit of spinach. Like, I don't know. I've just been trying to eat yeah. healthier. One of our previous podcasts, um, we, talked to Diana Rogers, who's an RD and she goes into, and she really just blew my mind wide open about meat consumption and how we've essentially been led to like villainize meat and specifically beef and how it's just come over time and has been totally manipulated to where we like think that we hate beef and we, we don't need it for our bodies when in actuality it is one of the most nutrient dense sources of protein and micronutrients and minerals for our body and how like that our whole diet should be changing and that we need to cut out, you know, these hyper processed grains, wheats, and all these, you know, sugars, et cetera. And then go back to more of a, uh, uh, meat heavy vegetable diet where, That's you know, just like protein and vegetables. Yeah. 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 Which is perfect. And that's how I, I feel so good right now because I've been, um, basically just like working on doing the carnivore diet, doing, you know, more meat vegetables and just sticking to that and satiating myself with protein rather than like eating a bun first and then going for this and then going for that and then eating a little bit of protein. And then it's like, I get hungry in an hour or whatever. And so instead just like housing a whole ribeye and then I'm, I'm good for six hours. I'm good. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense too though. Cause meat tastes like so good. Like me personally, ah. I, I was like, must be good for you. I was dating someone and they were like vegan and I tried to go vegan for like a couple months. And then I like, I did like, I did it. And then it was just like, after it, once I started eating meat again, I was like, I don't think I can like not eat meat. It's just like, yeah. Just, the best. And as a chef, yeah. like, there's tasty shows, vegan food too. Yeah, but, there's tasty vegan, but I mean, like, I just love the taste of meat, like, the yeah. energy it gives me and, like, yeah. the, the way I feel. And, like, also, like, it's, like, as a chef, like, cooking meat is, like, the funnest. Yeah. The funnest thing. Like, you know, that's what I was saying is, like, I think pork is, like, the chef's food because it's so versatile and you can cook, you can do so many different techniques with pork, you know? Beef, like, there's a few, but, like, pork, you can do just, like, almost anything and you can manipulate it in different ways and it's so tasty and, it's just so great. And I'm just like, I don't, I couldn't go without it. Yeah. Pork. There's no way I, I too dated a vegan and it was very, very difficult. I, I appreciated trying it out and yeah. like, I, I'm yeah. glad that I did. Stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it challenged me in so many ways to like figure out new ways of incorporating dairy like flavors and mouthfeels and, and, um, to something that was non-dairy. I mean, it was, it was a nightmare, honestly. And we still, and, and like in my private business, we have, we do events all the time and we have to cater to obviously their dietary restrictions. And so like every once in a while we'll get gluten-free, dairy-free, no onions, no. And it's like, yeah, just no like, so it's like, holy shit. Like these are flavor builders yeah, that yeah, yeah. you can't replace. Literally put onions in everything. I know. I have a glass of milk and there's onions in it. <laughs> Like onions are like in everything that I eat or cook. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
So, you know, it's, it's just, it's an interesting thing. I posted about that and I was like going in on my stories regarding, um, you know, what she was saying. And I was just bringing to light. I was like, how many of you are vegans? Just like trying to figure it out, just wondering. And how many of you like have gone, you know, back to meat? Like, what do you guys think about meat? And I got hundreds and hundreds, like at least 250 messages from people saying, that they like tried veganism and they felt so sick. And then right when they got back and started to eat meat, they felt whole again and they felt like energized and they had, you know, they went back to themselves. We had people messaging that they cured their autoimmune diseases by eating meat and eating more meat. Like it was just one message after another, like people with mental health issues that said that they weren't getting enough protein. They incorporated more and they got more iron into their diet and they, they stopped having those feelings. Like, crazy, crazy stuff. I'm just a more of a fan about bio individuality. Like what's going to work for you may not necessarily work for the person next to you. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe that you guys have not received any offers to make like a online show or anything and like get it funded or have you. I'm biased, but I I genuinely think you guys are funny. Like, I I think that there's such a good dynamic. Like when you have that best friend, when you have that, like, you know, just you fucking know you're on the same page. There's just a dynamic that every, like it's, it's gravitating, you know, people gravitate towards it. Yeah. Yeah. We just get so busy when the restaurant opens. It's like, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to keep up with stuff like that. That's like running two different businesses. Like totally. We yeah, you like manage. You need to like, be like all in, and you can't be like all in in two different areas. You know, you just right. and manage your social media too. There's no way. There's no way, and you yeah. almost have to at this point if you are to build that following. You have to manage your social media. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's like a huge thing, and right. also just like so. I'm like I'm kind of like over the whole posting stuff continuously, and like that kind of way. Like I want to like focus my energy on like more important things, like learning business better, like you know, yeah. having having you know being more positive about life instead of sitting on this social media platform where everybody's just like bragging about their lives and posting and stuff. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it can be such a negative space. So I'm like trying to focus my energies on the like more positive yeah. things that'll make me grow as a person instead of being like, all right, I'm going to take a picture of me holding a carrot and post it, whatever. Else. Yeah. That kind of goes back to your other question about kind of getting outside of the negativity and lockdown, which I feel like it's obviously like probably, I don't know what the numbers are, but I'm sure the social media usage has probably gone up. Yeah, suicides have gone up 200%. Yeah, yeah man. What the that's fuck? Crazy. Yeah. Like, that means that, that people just need to get off of their phones. I think like, that's a larger problem, freaking, actually. Freaking get off your phones. Like, go outside. Wear a mask, whatever you need to do. Like, go for a walk. See people that you, like, I don't know. Just, like, get off your stupid... Like, the phones are killing people. Yeah. It's, like, brutal. And, like, that's so funny because I used to be so all about it. Like... And people always make fun of me nowadays. They say I'm always on my phone, but it's usually because I'm like just talking to friends or whatever. But, you know, I used to promote on Instagram and post and post and all these people and like different chefs in the industry would be like making fun of me like, oh, you're an Instagram trip, you're this. But I'm like, I've gotten so much shit from Instagram. But like now I don't give, I don't like care about my Instagram. And then there's all these chefs who are like, oh, I didn't care. And they're like, oh my God, my Instagram. I'm going to post it every time. And do this algorithm and stuff. Yeah, it's like, like me, dude. Yeah, he's that, he's that guy now, you know? <laughs> I mean, which is, which is crazy, right? Because on one hand you have to like realize that we're creating a business. What you guys create are, are a business within a brand within yourself, but then you also have a business. So you yeah. have to upkeep the brand and you also have to upkeep the business. 
Part of upkeeping the business is upkeeping the brand, which is, it's a cycle that never ends. Like you have to post in order for those algorithms to actually pick up that you're engaging. You also have to comment and like and do all this bullshit that is so unnatural to the real world. Yeah, for you, for your business to grow, you need to go and comment on other people's pictures and like other people's pictures when in turn, sometimes that might make you feel a certain way, which makes you feel negative but you have to do it to grow your business on the Instagram platform. But in turn, you're making yourself go backwards because you're in a negative space and get down on yourself and not motivated because you're like, right. oh, it's just like this cycle. So it's like, or, yeah, as you, as you start to grow your business, your spiritual health like slowly dis- diminishes because right. we're, we're in this trap right now where we put so much emphasis on the digital world that we forget that, if the digital world didn't exist, we would still fucking be here and, and still, still try, like we have to get on with life and, and what we need to do. And the media right now is like fear mongering more than I've ever seen it happen before. And it's happening right on our screens every yeah. single morning. First thing most people do when they wake up is look at their screen. Yeah. And first thing that they, you know, have been conditioned to check is like news or like their sources and so automatically it's like feeding into this negative feedback loop where you're constantly getting fear like as soon as you wake up to as soon as you go to bed. Yeah. And it's really tough to break that cycle. Yeah, and also even like on the way here to the restaurant like I was saying something cuz I'm very like money driven like I always do things cuz I'm like trying to like better myself and get more money or whatever. And I'm like money's like money's everything these days. And then Reese's like yeah, I said that to you in the car right here. And then you're like, you're like, I don't think so, man. And I was like, what? Like everybody, all everybody wants and goes for is like money. There's like people marrying people just because they have money, not because the person they want to be around the person or because they love them. It's like, what can this person do for me? And like, what money do they have? And then he's like, money was something that was created. It wasn't even there in the first place. And it's like, well, yeah. like, yeah. you know, it's like, what are, what are people valuing these days? And like, what's motivating them to, to do certain things in life when like, you know, you don't really get something more natural and organic and raw as like having a couple friends over to your house or your family, cooking some food, sitting around a table, eating the food, talking about life, smiling, laughing, eating food, and doing, like enjoying. But with masks on. With masks on, yeah. Um, <laughs> like, that's like, I feel like that's what like life is about. And that's why I also got into being a chef too, because I feel like the culture of like coming around a table and eating food together, as well as like, you know, serving somebody some food and they're like this is great and you know you're just like this is why i did it but like that's the most like raw love caring like sharing food with somebody around the table just like natural conversation i feel like that's just like yeah that's what it's about it's like not about like what you have or what you've done it's like sure those are stories at the table or whatnot but but uh like there's so much more to life than like all the stuff that's shown on instagram and stuff like that and people are just like feeling so crappy about themselves because before Instagram, you would just hear about like different people doing different things. You'd see stuff on, on TV and stuff. Now, by pigeon, yeah, yeah, by pigeon. So you'd like have your circle of friends, you know, you'd meet the girls that you meet that you run into and stuff like that. There's no platform where you're like, okay, I can literally message any girl I want right now. You know, I can send them a DM and then we can start talking and they can be like across the globe. And then you're like, oh, and then you look at, you know, or you look at somebody who's like doing, who's like very successful and you wouldn't, even if, if there was some social media, you wouldn't even know about them. But you know that they're like making a lot of money or they're doing this and then you're like, oh, I want to be like them or I got to be like them. And it's just like, it's crazy. Yeah, it is unnatural. Have you seen um, The Social Dilemma? I have. Yeah. And then- I have 
a lot of respect for it, but I also have a lot of qualms with it. But I, I haven't watched the entire thing, but I did watch uh, a recent Joe Rogan podcast with this guy Tristan Harris, who I think it was like responsible for that movie or something. Mm-hmm. I think he just brought up a lot of interesting points with social media and like how it is like really great for a lot of things, but is the business models essentially are thriving on like negatively impacting society. Like, and you can yeah. tell with like, especially in uh, like the suicide rate now, and especially this uh, like problems for young children who are like constantly, like can't get away. Like at least when you used to get bullied at school, you could like go home and not get bullied for a little bit. But now it's like, they're constantly, if you have a cell phone, you're constantly surrounding wow. with this like negative energy. And it's like all the time. And it's like, that's got it. Like, luckily for me, I didn't exactly grow up in that era, but I feel bad for like my nieces and nephews will be growing up in that stuff. And uh, yeah, it's like something that I think needs to have like careful consideration and it should be uh, like almost somebody, somebody should control what people see like instead of regulatory bodies. That, uh, I mean, yeah. that is, well, that's what's happening. See there, that's a slippery slope too, because as soon as you start to control what somebody sees, then you literally control the narrative of what they believe. But yeah, that's yeah. Not that, but yeah, but there's like, yeah, the people who run the companies are controlling that right now. I feel right. like people need to get together and be like, all right. Like a so third party, yeah, unpartial. Yeah, like, okay, so this is a brand, Something. like this brand or this is going to see, you know, instead of like... Like the Ministry of Truth, like yeah, from 1984? Yeah, yeah. yeah literally. By right George after. Orwell, who who yeah, predicted this worldwide uh, yeah. epidemic? Yeah, that'll be the most corrupt. It's complex, but there's something I got that has to change. I, I agree completely. And that's that's where I land almost every time is like, every time I go down a hole and I'm like, oh, could this be a solution? And then it's like, oh, fuck. It, it, like the chance for corruption is like 100%. Yeah. And then it just gets back into that square one. Okay, like something is obviously wrong here. And there's been ex-CEOs uh, or CFOs from Facebook, Twitter that have come out and said that what we're creating is like a negative feedback loop. It's a serotonin feedback loop that literally is meant to get people addicted. And that is what they do in casinos. That's what they do in all these different things that they want people addicted to. Yeah. And it's, it's a sad, sad realization when you pick that apart. But I wanted to talk about money for a second because I used to have a hate for money. But when you like actually take apart what money provides. It's really that it's bringing um, assets and it's bringing opportunity to your life. And there is nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wanting, there's nothing bad in wanting to work hard so that you have more opportunities, you have more resources and you have more assets to like go and do what you want to do. Ultimately, yeah, that's why I want money is for like freedom. Right, right. And I think we get so caught up sometimes in saying like, I need money, I need money. When in reality, like we really need resources. I need like shelter, I need transportation, I need, you know, I want to go to, you know, Mexico, I want to go and open this business, I want to go help people and give back, I want to, I want time, like to just relax, be with family or not do anything. Like those type of things is what money provides. And so I think we get into this feedback loop of like, we need money, we need money, we need money. 
when, when we've been misled, like we really, we need resources and money is part of getting that resources. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So then I think, uh, last time we spoke, that was in, I don't know, was that like a couple, two months ago or something? Yeah, dude, my, uh, my father passed away. He, um, like I slowly over the couple months just watched him. He couldn't walk. He couldn't walk up the stairs and just, I've literally never seen anything like it. Like the cancer just infected his entire body from his blood to his bones to everything. Like I couldn't even recognize him anymore. It was surreal. It was super surreal. And I, I'm very grateful that I had the opportunity to be there. And just like, you know, owning my own business gave me that ability to like, you know, just be there for my family and to just drive them to like drive them to appointments or, you know, help with groceries or whatever the fuck I could do. My most important thing right now for me is just like getting control of my emotions and like really fucking following through with like my passions and my heart and like what I want to do. Cause I do not want to be in this like negative space where everyone's a vector of disease and every, if you're not wearing a mask, you're going to kill somebody else and you're selfish and you're this and you're that. And like, it's just this huge cloud of negativity where it's like, you know, for tens of thousands, humans have been developing for how long? Millions of years. And, and how long have we been in societies? And like all of a sudden, yeah, it's a crazy time. And like also this fact is like, there's stuff that's going on in people's lives and it's going on in their life, but it's being shown over media or known to the public. And then there's other people that's it's not even affecting them at all. And they're getting involved in it. And they're attacking these people. And then it's just this huge negative thing where everybody's just going at each other. And it's like, weird. what the heck is going on? It's just like, everybody should just love each other and support each other. And just like, fuck like, yes. Like, why the hell is everybody so competitive? And why is everybody so like, ready to call somebody out, ready to cancel somebody and like all this shit when it's like, just literally show love to each other and we're going to get through this and it's going to be so much better. Um, I, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys' uh, attitude on things. And I know that it is not easy in Toronto right now. And um, I cannot fucking believe that we have to wait however long till 2025 for our collaboration. I, I wish we could travel because we're, we're doing these like chef skits and stuff and we're going to start filming a few in LA. Um, and I really would love for you guys to be involved in it. And yeah, it's I'm just working out a lot of mirror acting. In yeah. 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 Just looking at myself in the mirror, going over lines. Yeah. <laughs> Practicing. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be sick. But I mean, like I was trying to figure out like, cause I have like some friends in the States and we were trying to figure out ways that we could like meet and stuff like that. But it's just like too sketchy. It's like, you don't want to put anybody in danger. So it's like, there's no, there's no use and stuff. And then you see some people, like some of your friends, like in the States, and you're like, how did you get there? And then they're like, Oh, you literally just go and it's chill. It's like, you have to just have to quarantine when you come back. And it's like, Jesus, it's like, you know, for me personally, like I wouldn't ever risk that as like a business owner and somebody who like people are coming to the restaurant. I would never like try to put anybody's lives in danger by like going somewhere, coming back, whatever. So like, you know, we didn't entertain that, but I think there like has been a few ways to travel and it's like, super I'm going to give you a few more months and then we'll see if you still say the same thing How about the travel, about the no travel. Yeah. No, I yeah. mean like, frick, I'd love to travel. I was just like, I was like going on my phone and like, yeah, like my trips in Europe and stuff. And I'm like, that'd be so amazing. Take right me now. back. Yeah. Take me back. Yeah. Throwbacks up on Instagram. Yeah. I actually just did a podcast um, earlier today with Sanjay Thakur. 
uh, a chef out of India and he literally works in the Himalayas and he did the highest um, elevated dinner in the world, like at 20,000, 21,000 feet. Even higher than your experience, bro? Yeah. That's that's what I said. That's what I said. I was like the second highest. Second highest. Yeah. Um, But it was amazing. I mean, he used all these incredible ingredients from the Himalayas. Like everything was foraged and uh, taken from that altitude. So the menu was like insane. I mean, really, really cool stuff. And they go a lot into Ayurveda. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, fuck, man, I was supposed to be in India this year, I was supposed to be in New Zealand, I was supposed to be in all these different places that. Yeah, correct. I had, I had like the flights pretty much booked to go to like Russia, uh, Melbourne, Bali, Amsterdam. Uh, wow. Yeah, and then it was COVID. Jesus. Yeah, I was going to go. He was just going to stay. Yeah. yeah, of course. I was take Daddy has to take care of home. Yeah, daddy has to stay home. <laughs> I mean, is there anything else that we can, can, do you guys want to plug your Twitch? You guys want to, sure. or your, your only fans? Yeah. It's just uh, East restaurant, E-S-T restaurant, all one word at Twitch. I, I don't know. We just did one. So yeah, we did one. And we're still learning. We're still figuring out if we want to do it. <laughs> no, but it's like, we're like posting follow along cooking things. You can also watch it for entertainment. You can get the ingredients, cook along with us, like whatever you want. Yeah just something different like maybe just like keep ourselves active and and, and members of society contributing in some sort of way right now yeah like i don't know yeah i mean like one thing that i do want to touch on is that i feel like yeah mental health is a big thing i, I did something with november recently and i had a lot of people yeah, to me and talk talk to me about that um you know i've never opened up about mental health you know i've uh because like, I'm always just like very, I have a close knit group of friends that I do talk to people about it, you know, but it's like, it's always like ups and downs. I think everybody goes through that. And I think a lot of people feel like they're alone when they're going through that thing. But, you know, there's a lot of people in, in that, you know, there's a lot of people going through the same things, but they're scared to talk to people about it because they're scared about being vulnerable. I feel like after doing this, I, I appreciate more that the more you talk about it and the more you kind of show like, hey, I'm not feeling as good, the more you know, amazing it is for everybody in all situations. Um, and, you know, Movember's doing a great thing right now because they've always made so much money for different causes. So they started out with prostate. Uh, well, yeah, they started out with testicular cancer or prostate, then they went to testicular cancer, then they went to mental health this year because they just made so much money for each of those, you know, charities. So it's like really cool that they're touching in on this thing, which is like mental health is so predominant right now. It's suicide rate, social media. Yeah. COVID going on, people are just like in these ruts, you know, and it's like tough. There's like so many successful, amazing, talented people that are in slumps right now going through little things. And uh, it's tough to get out of those kind of situations. And it's like, you know, everybody just needs to stick together. And that's the whole thing with all this negativity towards each other. It's not being, it's not being proactive towards anyone. It's just literally burying each other down deeper and deeper instead of we should be building each other up, being more positive. Yeah it seems like there is a lot dividing us and we often forget that the things dividing us oftentimes don't directly affect us. And when, uh, when, you know, how we treat each other is directly affecting each and every one of us. And yeah. uh, it, it seems like that's taken a lot of precedences that our differences are what matter right now, which is, you know, couldn't be further from the truth. And I appreciate you sharing that. Um, we will have the link to donate for November then in, uh, in the show notes and everything. Yeah, and when we post this on YouTube and everything. You know, um, it's, it's for me because, you know, my whole career, 
I've kind of had to deal with hate like constantly, like ever since I started cooking, you know, I just I would get like hate. Like I've, I've dealt with, uh, you know, winning competitions or whatever and getting messages from people. Um, when I went to open up my East, where I, like I posted like, oh, I'm opening up East. Somebody like sent me a DM and was like, I can't wait for your restaurant to fail. Like instantly, like just like that. And I'm like, what the hell? You know, I've gone through like all sorts of hate and stuff. And I think with like, with what's going on now, there's a lot of people getting a lot more hate, you know? And if I can show people like, hey, don't focus your energy on what other people say. If other people are saying things about you and they're talking in a negative way towards you, they're usually probably jealous or they're going through something themselves and they're deflecting and putting it onto you. But it's like, don't listen to what other people say. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is like, who's in your corner, you, what you think of yourself and just be positive and just be like happy and live your life. You know, you can't control what other people are going to do. All you can control is how you act and you wouldn't want somebody else, what they said to ruin your day. And that's just a waste of a day, you know? Which is Absolutely. Like, yeah. It's just so stupid. Like, yeah. Like, so in summary, like F the haters, you know, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Literally though. Yeah. Yeah. So has anything, the fun, there's like there's like a thing somebody said once. I think it was like Christian Bale was like, if somebody has a problem with me, they can call me and tell and talk to me about it. And if they don't have my number, then you don't know me enough to have a problem with me. You know? So it's like it's funny. And like when we were doing this collaboration, then there's like some chefs were like reaching out to their friends and being like, hey, like come come to this dinner like and stuff. And they're like, no, I'm not gonna come eat at some chef's restaurant who wears ripped jeans and a fanny pack and shit. Like people saying like shit like that. And I'm just like, I think it's so funny that like people care that much. And like. You know, it's like, I literally, if I don't want those people, type people eating at my restaurant anyways, like I want like positive, happy people who are here to have a good time. who want to enjoy the food and like have a fun time with us, you know? Cause like deep down, we're just like kids who want to just like go outside and play with our friends. And like, that's what we want to do. And put that in our food in like in the kitchen with our family, like all that stuff. And that's like, if people like hate on you for that, then like, why, like, why would you listen to them? It's the stupidest. Absolutely. Ever. I couldn't agree more. And well said, guys. And I I would only add one small thing in there, which is that we can all grow also from that internal reflection. Like when our friends bring up real issues about our psyche or about like what, you know, patterns we may have developed. And then, you know, it's worth it to look inside and really do that inner work so that you can continue to be that light that, you know, that kid that wants to just go out and play with his friends. And, um, and then you can also know that those people that are giving you that constructive feedback are not the same as those saying, fuck you from afar. Cause they don't know you. Yeah. And, yeah. and you can separate those two. You can see the constructive love that comes from the, the inner network versus the outward you know, projection of their inner, um, you know, hatred that, that is being thrusted upon you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I just, yeah. And also it's like, it's, I just think that, you know, people, if you feel obliged to like send something hateful to somebody, just think about it. Just be like, is it worth it? Should I even be doing this in the first place? Totally. Like, why why are you doing that? You know? No it blows my mind. I mean, you got you guys should see some of the shit that I got when I initially started this business. Um, I mean, because I was getting on like CNN and Fox News and like The Guardian and like fuck every platform you could think of. Some of my videos got 10,000 or 10 million, 15 million views. And like you go to the comment section and I, I remember one time reading through it and I was like, I was like, oh my God. These, oh these people have no idea what I've ever done in my entire life. And they're saying some of the most hateful things I've ever read. I can't, I can't read the comments though. It's so funny because like, freaking, there was just an ad. I did, I did something like a branded thing and it was promoted all over Canada. Like my video was just like promoted. 
And I was like looking at some of the comments that people were saying, and I was like, oh my God, these people are ruthless. Like, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm never like, again. Yeah, you can't look at the comments, but you can if you're just like, I want to laugh. Like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But if, you, if you have a good mindset like, about it. Yeah, don't be like, I'm going to take everything to heart, you know? So it's like, yeah. I actually joined in on that one. Yeah, there was one comment <laughs> in from Big Daddy Reese. Yeah. Just straight hate. Number one most liked pin to the top. Yeah. Big Daddy Reese. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. the brand actually pinned eight comments <laughs> yeah. at the top. Yeah. Like, it's good because it was funny. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, that's good stuff, guys. Well, I really appreciate your time again. We appreciate and, it. Uh, Thanks. Yeah, man. We're big fans. We can't wait to do a dinner with you on our Likewise. own as well. We're fans yeah. only or whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. All right. No, but we're going to do a dinner as soon as the borders are. Uh, yeah. Even let's like let's travel somewhere and do a dinner. Like let's go to yeah. like let's book a spot in like Greece or like Italy and like book like a one hundred percent cook a dinner there. You know. Absolutely. Or we go back to the Himalayas, do like one meter above that other dude. Yeah, a little bit <laughs> yeah. Take his crown back. Set you know. <laughs> you know. Let's push each other. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love so- that. I love that. Yeah, we should. And I have a I have a friend out in Italy that where we could do it on like a farm. Um, they have a big kitchen on a farm. Let's do it. Let's go truffle hunting. Go truffle hunting like the you know a few days before with the pigs and whatnot. Take the boat out, go fishing, and then do the dinner and and yeah. the little side of it. Finding truffles and you're gonna be spraying them with your weed spray to like have like a little bit of weed on the truffle. Yeah, dude, it's just like a weed spray. That's it. That's just yeah. like. So simple. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Yeah, thanks and for uh, thanks for chatting. Thank you. Much love. Much love. Peace. And for everyone who tried this whole thing, you know? Yeah, that would be insane. So our mothers? Yeah, mothers. <laughs> Not even. My mom, yeah. my mom might probably lose love. interest. Yeah. Hey, guys. It's Chris. That wraps up another episode of Of Earth. On behalf of the Herbal Chef and myself, Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow us on IG, Twitter, Facebook, all the socials at the underscore herbal underscore chef. And check out the Of Earth story highlights for more info on who we've had on. Please like, subscribe, and rate this so we can continue making this content for you. And by we, I have to mention our producer of the show, Tanache Works. Thank you and signing off.